Welcome back to Kill Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Gray, and today I'm joined by my internet co-host. We have Devin. We have Ash. How you doing, everybody? Hello. I'm good. I'm congested. <laughs> oh, I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Gray? I'm I'm in I'm on the congested train as well. It's like the older I get, the less immune I am to things. But both y'all can stay away. Virginia's taking the toll on my life. (laughs) Well, I hope y'all get better and keep that away from me. (laughs) Uh, No problem. So tonight we are gathered to talk about the 2023 documentary. I say that with question mark. It became very clear that um, Kira has been working on this for a bit as I watched it. But I believe the release date is 2023. Living with Chucky documentary. Actually, I just looked at it 2022. Okay. But before we get into the good old Chuckster, uh, Ash, what you been watching? Hey, let's see what I've been watching. So I've been on a trauma kick. So I introduced Amos to Tromeo and Juliet. And I know people listening now, they're like, what the hell? Why would that be the first film you introduce him to? Because <laughs> it's a good time. And he mm-hmm. actually enjoyed it and he wants more. So yes. Good oh, man. Man. <laughs> That's good, man, Savannah. Anyways, um, I... I know I'm late to the game, but I started watching Yellow Jackets, finally. And since the new season started, I saw a spoiler, and I was just like, thanks, y'all a bunch of hoes. How do you like it? I like it a lot. I want to see it. Okay. Is it oh, like... you haven't watched it yet? I haven't watched it yet, because like, I, I thought, is the first season... How dark is it? Are like, are, is it more like lost, or are we like closer to climax? More lost. Okay. Just right. think of it as, uh, oh my gosh, Lord of the Flies, mm-hmm. but with a female soccer team. Okay. And like three guys. <laughs> okay. All right, I can handle that. I, I I think I had this false impression of the show that it was like really grotesque and just a vibe I wasn't feeling right now. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, it. I'm halfway through the first season, so I'm like I'm finally getting to like some of the good stuff. But it's mm-hmm. it's a really good show. The okay. cast is great, and I'm just I can't wait to finish the first season so I can move on to the second. Oh. Uh, and then because I love me so Jasmine Savoy Brown I checked out uh, Sound of Violence and if I would have checked it out like a year ago it would have or when did it come out like a year and a half ago it would have made my list of top films of the year what's it really Sound of Vi- Sound of Violence okay I think that was two was it years 20, ago was it 21? Yeah, yeah I think 21. So. so it would have made my list back then. 
But uh, if you have Paramount Plus, it's on there. Showtime. But it's really is, good. Is it a horror movie or like a thriller? Yeah, it's horror. Okay. But, uh, I can't remember if I actually saw it or just wanted to see it, but also like I don't know, COVID brain. I watched Gretel and Hansel the other day. This is not the thing I was going to contribute. And it was about ten minutes into it before I realized this was the second to last movie I saw in the theater right before COVID. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Fantasy Island was the last thing I saw in the theater in 2020. Oh, I remember you saying that. Yeah. I saw that right before that. I like Fantasy Island. I haven't watched it yet. It just take didn't it, look good. Time. <laughs> Same old. What was that other one? Uh, oh my gosh. Was it Truth or Dare? No, 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 no. Yeah. There was a Truth or Dare. The last one? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I have yet to watch that because of Gray's review, so I'm good. <laughs> Sorry. But lastly, I watch Swarm, the show that's taken over every social media by storm. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like it? I I liked it. I liked it a lot, and I love how <laughs> I just I don't like the fact that how like the first episode like Chloe Bailey has a sex scene in it and everyone just like blew it up. I'm like the show is much more than that. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. You know <laughs> when I saw that on Twitter, like to me it was it happened and it went away. It wasn't like lingering. And right. I was like, did she die? Did something happen to her? Like I thought something real happened. And I was like, oh my God, I missed this. No. Mm-hmm. Just Chloe taking back shots. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but for some reason, Chloe Bailey being a sexual person triggers a lot of people online. Oh, they hate Yeah. She can wear like a bikini at the at the beach and people are coming after her for some reason. I don't know why. God forbid she actually enjoys her body. But Whatever. I I really, really love Swarm. And um to piggyback off you, Ash, I, I just I thought it was such a an interesting show, a very unique show we haven't seen in a while. I know there's a lot of um uh influences it's had, but just in, in terms of how well it talks about toxic fan culture and and how it touches on other things and and especially how black women are, are thought of and moved throughout society as well. I thought it was really, really, really interesting. Yeah. And I, I saw something on Twitter and I actually shared it. I have to look back, but someone's like, this is like the era of media representing black individuals on the spectrum. And they had, um, uh, Oh my gosh, Gregory from Abbott Elementary. And then they had um what's her name in the show? I forgot. Um oh my Dre? Is it Dre? Oh, I'm from Swarm? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Dre. Yeah. Right. And they had her character on there. I was like, 
oh my god like i thought i was the only person that thought that but like there's some indicators in the show that may point out that she's on the spectrum mm-hmm. and i was just like you know what it is right i'm like representation matters this matters because like it shows like hey like this is in our community too and we can have it like visible for viewers to see so i really like that i don't know if it's been like confirmed that she is but like Mm. if you watch the if you watch the show you're probably like oh that makes sense Mm, that's interesting but yeah that's what i've been watching Devin. You wanted to go last. Oh, yeah. I was going to say he wanted to go last because he has a controversial. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. If it, Sorry, let me stop. Is it more controversial than uh, Roy Culkin or? What is going on with that? What's Wait, the tea? What, just that he showed his penis and swore? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. I was, <laughs> I was about to be upset because I love me some Rory. I I love him. I don't care. Was it actually him or was it a body double? I think it was him. Oh okay. <laughs> With some strawberries. Actually, before we move on, do any of y'all have any favorite uh, cameos or not cameos? I guess guest stars. I didn't know I Leon love... was going to be on there. Yeah, yeah, Leon. Chris Summer, I love seeing Chris Summer. It she took me a second to on. recognize her, and then when I did, like I lost my shit and rewind the whole scene. It's just something about her that's so soothing. Yeah, I didn't realize Paris Jackson was Paris Jackson until she made the black joke. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I'm glad she can have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Billie Eilish did a really good job too. She Why is she did. coming off like a real actress? I mean, not right. saying she's not a real actress, uh-uh. but like... like her character kind of scared me. I was like, hold up, no, don't snap your finger. I'm not yeah. telling you my name. <laughs> I would have never guessed a music performer was given that performance. Hopefully like if I didn't know who more. Billie Eilish was, I would just think she's a seasoned actress. Yeah. And I, I I know what Billie Eilish looks like, at least I thought I did, but I didn't recognize her in the role. And so I'm watching, when I'm watching the episode, I'm looking at the credits. It's like, oh shit, that's Billie Eilish? Like, I just, I don't know. I did not recognize her at all. You know what? After this performance, I want to see her in a Jordan Peele movie. All right, next Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, I can honestly say before... Um... Before this, like if I walk down Billy or if I walk down the street next to Billy Eilish in like civilian clothes, I would not recognize her. No. Not at 100%. all. I would just think another teenager. She's yeah. probably a grown woman by now. Yeah, I think younger she's than what, me. 21? Okay. But yeah, I was I really liked her performance. All right. Well, um, we can move on. I watched this very unassuming show on Paramount Plus, and I'm late to the party, so uh, you guys feel free to 
let me know i've been in the dark but why women kill you guys seen that? oh yeah oh, i've never seen it but i've heard of it i know it's a good show it is fantastic the first season is um takes place in the same house in three different decades and it goes through actually four different decades um and it just goes through the women living in that house and their story then the second season is three different women same time period and how their lives intersect and the things that ultimately drive them all to murder first one was definitely targeted towards the men the second season was more so killing people period Hmm. Which I did like. Yeah, because I think the first season has Lucy Liu in it. She fucking ate. I <laughs> could watch a whole fucking spinoff show of Lucy Liu in that character. Just like before her and her husband came to an end. Just leading up to that. Just terrible people doing terrible stuff uh, in uh, California. It takes place during the 80s. I think it's all Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Okay, I'm adding this to the queue right now. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, the show's already canceled. It only had two seasons. Oh, oh they canceled it? Yeah. What but it is a fun 18 to 20 episodes. That's fine. You know, there's something refreshing. I mean, no offense to the show and to the people that lost their jobs, but there's something kind of refreshing about knowing you can binge watch a show that has a specific amount of episodes. Like, what do you say? You said, like, what, 25, 30 episodes? As opposed to, like, maybe binge watching, like, Grey's Anatomy or The Walking Dead or ER. I'm just thinking, like, a long running show. Yeah, that's like, like months worth of watching. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to knock it out in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I did it in exactly two weeks. Oh, that's good timing. Yeah, and I think that some of the overlying themes of it, um, like they uh, talk from anything about, or it depicts anything from domestic violence to throuples, um, and things that were important during certain time periods. Trump even gets a mention. But anyway, I also saw, and this is non-horror again, I got to go to a press screening of Air, the new uh, Ben Affleck movie. How is that? Or directed by Ben Affleck, but this is Matt Damon's fucking movie. I, I don't think this would be... I don't think he's able to be nominated for an Oscar because of the type of movie it is, and, you know, the Oscars just hate on people. But his performance in here should not go overlooked. Wow. It it, it is because you know how the movie's gonna end. And it has to, it's based on mostly fiction. So just watching it, Matt Damon play Sonny and all the things that Sonny had to go through to get the shoe made. Um, yeah, I'm upset there can't be a sequel. <laughs> Okay, you sold me. I want to check that out. I've I've heard good things about it, so I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah, Uh, Viola Davis is in it too, and like I understand now because I was like, why does Viola Davis get to be Michael Jordan's mom? But then they hired like a nobody, not nobody, but no one really knows who he is, um, to play James Jordan, 
But then when you look at Viola on screen, like it could have been who's age appropriate? Denzel Washington next to her, and he would have just been diminished. Wow. There was no room for any other well-known actor on screen with her. You know, it's funny you say that because I'm just glancing at a piece of trivia for the movie. Um, according to Ben Affleck, Michael Jordan's like one condition or one request was that Viola Davis plays his mother. Hey. She nailed it. Wow. Oh, that was her real life husband. Okay. The guy in her in the movie. Oh. That explains why it was a nobody to me. <laughs> Um, other than that, you had some pretty good cameos from Marlon Wayans. <clears throat> his character is in the film for a small amount of time, but his character in real life was very influential to Michael Jordan. So, like, if you're in the industry, you know who this guy is. Um, who is he? What's that? Who is he? I think his name is George. It's, he's played by Marlon Wayans. Okay. And, they, I mean, they have, like, a bar scene. And I think that's it. <laughs> Um, okay. Chris Tucker was funny. His delivery was great. I think it would have been nice if they gave him more to do, but I think it also was a great depiction of like how businesses work back in the day. It's like, hey, let's get this slick talking black guy to talk to all of our athletes. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like the more he would have been on screen, I think it would have just came off slimy as everyone's intentions were. Let's just match color with color. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I hate to say that, but it's true. Yeah. Um, mm. And the guy who played the guy who made the first pair of Jordans, um, I think he did a good job. Like, I've seen an interview of the guy before, and the way he captured his diction, especially because he talks uniquely, uh, and his mannerisms. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but when you see him, you'll be like, I've seen this guy in something before. Anyway, Bill, Bill Skarsgård, brother? No, I didn't know Skarsgård was in this film. Gustav? Oh! No, that's not who I'm talking about, but he... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, he is in the film. All right, well, um, he sold me. I definitely want to check this movie out. Yeah, I think it comes out this weekend. Okay. But yes, if, if it's possible for Oscar nom, it should be. But I don't think the Academy would ever allow it. And Ben Affleck did a great job directing. Um, some beautiful shots, aesthetic uh, captured, as far as I remember the 80s, perfectly. Uh, I don't know how they got Adidas and Sakani to go along with this as well, because mm-hmm. their offices are depicted. But I guess everyone has a price. Hmm. Don't I know it? <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough about that. Devin, what what dirty, filthy things have you been up to? <laughs> so, okay, I watched Clown House recently. <gasps> and if you don't know about Clown House, let me give you a description of the movie first before I get into the controversy. Oh, it's a slasher film from 1989. And it follows the story of, um, it, it tells the story of three brothers who are at home alone and of course three escaped convicts um are 
running about and they wear they dress in clown makeup and they taunt and try to murder the boys in their home it is actually uh a, a well it's a it's a decent horror film controversy aside there are, it's <laughs> it's it's a watch okay it's a movie to watch i guess whatever the reason why it's <laughs> And you know what? I saw copies of this movie uh, uh, sold at Horror Hound, and I was just like, oh. Because my friend was like, oh, what's this? I was like, girl. <laughs> so Let me here, tell you the history. Yeah. It's a decent horror film. I mean, let's put controversy aside and not knowing anything of the controversy. It's 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 a nondescript 80s slasher film. Uh, Low-budget slasher film. Some of the kills are pretty good. There's some talent on screen. The movie actually stars a young Sam Rockwell. This might be his first movie. I'm not sure. Um, but the reason why the movie is controversial is because the film's writer and director, Victor Salva, was um, sexually abusing the the young male, the young lead in the film, 12-year-old Nathan Winters. Mm-hmm. And um, it came to light after, uh, I think, during post production or shortly after the film's release. Uh, Victor Salva was later tried and convicted. He served time in jail, in prison, and he was released um, in the 90s. When he was released, uh, he found work in Hollywood working on the Disney film Powder, where he achieved some success. Uh, this is before the internet was so widespread, so I don't think a lot of people knew. Although at some of the premieres of Powder, the films, the first film started, the films Nathan Wil- uh, Winters did protest the film. Um, Victor Salva went on to direct Cheapers Creepers 1 and 2, which obviously were successful films and are typically well regarded. However, in the, after those films, it came to light of his past in, uh, his past crimes, and of course ruined his, I'm going to say ruined his career, he had it coming, but it it ended his career, I should say. Um, As a result, Clown House is very hard to find. It's not streaming anywhere. I don't think you can buy it for commercial release outside of maybe, like you said, Ash, the conventions or something like that, because of, yeah, it's a very tainted film because of of the um, sex crimes, and but you can find the streaming on YouTube. So I watched it on YouTube because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I did see it like upon its release when I was a child, not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, I guess my question is, is it unethical to watch this film for one of two reasons? One, I watched it on YouTube. So there's no, Victor Salva is not getting any final financial compensation or any sort of like credit for this film being watched. So is that in and of itself unethical do you think and i i no matter what your answers are i'm not i'm not taking as you think i'm unethical i'm right. saying like in general oh let's see i feel like no like i don't know the fact that the film is impossible to find and it's not being sold for profit but uh, I think is the industry doing what you can will so that um, not Nathan Victor doesn't receive any benefit from it. Right. Is it a film that people enjoyed in its time? 
Uh, sure. Like I remember seeing the box art when I was at uh, yeah. the grocery store when I was a kid. Yeah. So, like, I have definitely rewatched Jeepers Creepers in the last decade for sure. Mm-hmm. Just throwing myself out there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because they are well, I guess that's the question, because they are well done films. And I mean, I don't know, just so long and Gina Phillips shouldn't be punished because of that asshole. Right. Um, you know, and all the production people, you know, it's, I guess the, it's the real culprit is Hollywood for giving this guy more work. And unfortunately, that's an ongoing thing. Yeah, because there's a there's so many like filmmakers out there that should be canceled, but yet they still find work, or they might just leave the country and still do work somewhere else. Roman Polanski, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, Jesus. But yeah, I mean, I mean, I I've been cu- curious about this movie ever since I heard about it. I'm like, ooh, I love the premise. But once I heard about like the behind the scenes and everything about it, I'm like, mm-hmm. and I mean like Powder. I grew up watching that movie and loved that movie. Yeah, like I was a kid watching that, didn't realize the the backstory of it or what that piece of shit did. Mm-hmm. Jeepers Creepers. I love Jeepers Creepers, but ever since finding out, I just can't watch it, and it kills me because I'm like, damn, that's a good creature feature. And, and that's the thing. That's the so that's the other kind of somewhat unethical question. So, I, I'm watching this movie just out of curiosity. I haven't seen it in you know a very very long time, but you can't help but and you notice this. You notice these things, the, these shots in the movie where the camera lingers on the 12 year old boy wearing tidy whities. Now, to be fair, in the 80s, that shot would have been typically nondescript. You wouldn't have thought about that. But knowing what was happening behind the scenes, you it, it taints your viewing of the film. There's also this relationship between the younger brother and the middle brother that that I don't know if it's coded to be a, a gay relationship or if it's coded to be an incestual relationship. It but it was very. Um, it was an interesting relationship the dynamic they had and, mm-hmm. and the roles in which they played. And I don't know if I'm questioning these things because I know the backstory to the movie or if it's just because it's right there in front of me. There's a scene, I believe, where one of the kids is taking a bath and like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to see these things. I don't want to see a 12 year old kid in a bath, you know? Um I, I don't know. I don't yeah, ever he's, have to see He's really movie. innocent. Because I get what you're yeah. saying. There are plenty of things that were filmed in the 70s and 80s where you didn't think twice about it. It was just, it was part of the shot because it was realistic or what have you. Right. But now that you have that connotation of like, well, it's like anytime you see feet in the Tarantino film. Is it a crime? No. But has he done some shit? Probably. <laughs> Not probably. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't ever have to see Clown House again. I don't regret watching it or anything, but yeah, I just wanted to pose that question because I just watched it. That was a great question. Yeah, I think he just made a documentary about it. About the movie? The abuse. Oh, Nathan Winters? Yeah. Oh, oh. okay. 
I thought you were saying Victor Salva. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, oh. sorry. No, I was Googling. I, uh, Yeah, it just popped up. It was on Reddit. Well, good for him. Uh, okay, moving on. Some horror news. I don't have any. I'm just kidding. So, I don't know if y'all heard, but Faces of Death is getting a reboot, and we got our cast. Okay? So Wait, we a cast? A cast. Which is interesting. I'm like, I'm curious to see how they're going to, like, which the what direction this movie is going. Because the original is like a documentary, like, like short films combined into one film. Like yeah. it, didn't, it didn't have a cast. Like it was just clips of shit going down. Um, yeah. So we have Josie Tota, Decree Montgomery, I'm sorry if I butchered his name, and Barbie Ferreira. Uh, I know the last the person. Cast. She's on Euphoria. The- I think it's is Decree or Daker. I don't know. He uh, was on Stranger Things. He played Billy. And, and yeah. the, the other one, this is from um, the Saved by the Bell reboot. Yep, Josie. Yep. Josie. I want to call her Sophia. I don't know why I want to call her Sophia. Which got canceled, <laughs> and I'm low key upset about that. I'm still upset about that. I'm like pissed. That was a good show. I thought it captured the essence of the show well. I thought it was like a perfect. We're talking about Saved by the Bell. I just hated right? seeing diversity on screen. Yeah, I I love like the satire yes. of, the, of the show. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to this. I guess we're the only ones, Devin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested that like obviously most of Faces of Death was fake after the first couple ones. Mm-hmm. Um. I believe the monkey brain scene was like controversial because it was real. Oh, that was real. Okay. Not sure if you guys have seen it. I've never seen it. And yeah. I never brought myself to see it, even though I know a lot of it is, it, most of it is staged. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I don't want to see it. It's scary. It's on Tubi. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> scary. I remember that? you. What was that? Have you seen it? I've seen parts of it, of the first one. Okay. Well, it's not on it's on Voodoo. Voodoo for free. Hmm. Hmm. But I haven't seen any of the sequels. Jesus Christ, how many? It? Hold up. I thought there was a lot yeah, there's of them. A... Jeez. It's its own library. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and, eight. And Gray, like you said, you remember seeing a box for a clown house in the video store as a kid. Always, it was for me. It was always clown house and like faces of the death too. For some reason, mm, okay, it always stood out for me. Well, it's definitely got my attention now that Ash has brought this up. I guess you could say all the news that I have is just about casting of some of these uh, future projects. So, Maxine, Maxine finally announced the cast. I think they fi- they just they just uh, finished it off. So, we have Mia Goth, of course, Elizabeth 
the Bicky Moses Savi Michelle Monaghan Monaghan Cannavel oh Bobby Cannavel Lily Collins Halsey Giancarlo Esposito and Kevin Bacon and I believe the movie just started filming this month was there a release date attached to it? Nope. You know, if, if there was a Maxine and a, a, a follow-up film to Maxine released in the same year, I'm open and ready for a tie. <laughs> Thank you. You all can play three characters. Probably work out. I think... Oh, go ahead. Fourth, what would the fourth one be? It takes place in the 90s or early yeah. thousands. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it would be, but I mean, that's what A24 is for. They'll, they'll think yeah. of something. They always yeah. do. <laughs> and then the last piece of news. So the It prequel series has confirmed its cast. So we have Taylor Page, who I actually love. Love her. I love her, yes. Uh, Jovan Adepo. I'm butchering these names. Uh, Chris Chalk and James Reamer. Uh, it's unclear of like what characters they will be playing. Um, but considering the first to be added to the call sheet they're most likely the focus of the series. Ooh, a whole lot of black people in dairy. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that. This is, okay, so it's a prequel series, but we don't know like when exactly. Uh -oh. oh shit, now that makes me nervous. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 70. <laughs> when? <laughs> I said, uh, I mean, I'm hoping post 70s. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm trying to think. To the point of what Ash is saying, I think struggling to pronounce people's names is a sign of actual change. I feel like less and less people are changing their birth name in Hollywood and just using their real name, which mm. is good because for so yeah. long we've had digestible names and a lot of these names aren't their birth name. It was just like, oh, you'll never make it as a Jewish person. Or you'll oh. never make it with whatever complicated vowels and consonants you have in your name. Yeah. Progress. Now, can I pronounce these names any better than Ash? No. <laughs> and I'm congested, so I, I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, I think pretty soon IMDb just needs to install a phonetic spelling. Like they added the pronouns now. They should also do phonetic spelling. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset with that. Amazon. I want my morning. Yes. <laughs> All right. Getting on to the main event. Uh, I believe we decided it was 2022. Living with Chucky documentary uh, from Kira Gardner. Uh, I don't know if it's starring, featuring Brad Dorif, Fiona Dorif. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, John Waters, which that was fun. Uh, <laughs> did I say Christina Lee? No. All right. 
Billy Boyd, Tony Gardner, I'm proud Don Mancini. <laughs> I knew I was gonna miss someone. Alex Vincent. Is that everyone? I mean, then they have like Marlon Wayans in it, Abigail Breslin. I was gonna save that. Oh, sorry. So, forgot Tony Gardner. <laughs> oh, I thought it, I thought I said Tony. Yes. Karen's oh, okay. father. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember anyone else, but if I forgot you, it's not because of that. It's just I don't know your name because you're behind the scenes. Um, Liz Shay. All right, fine. Let's just talk about it right now. Oh. So, immediately, Lynn, Marlon, Abigail, being in this, I think Kira was going to go in a different direction at the beginning. And then she realized she had a documentary that was more about onset family than the Chucky franchise. Because Lynn, Marlon, and Abigail do not fit in this documentary whatsoever. Nope. I don't nope. know why they are um, there. It's kind of like, and I'm not knocking him, Dead Meat James uh, is not credited of being in here, but he is interviewed. So, like, I don't know if there's other YouTubers. I saw 3C Films got credit because they did use some of his clips. Uh, I don't know if he was actually interviewed and it didn't make the final cut, but it seemed like a second editor in the editing bay. But also, if she made the film herself, those things are hard to do, get paid for. It had a budget of $50,000. 50000 um, Yeah. Okay. It actually looks... Um, okay, it looks better than I thought then. <laughs> okay. Uh, and and that that was just my hot take. You guys, what is your thought process on those three being in this documentary? It felt extremely out of place, but like you said, we're, I'm not sure what the original focus was on the documentary. And I think that was my my issue with the project overall, where it felt unfocused on its narrative. Um, <laughs> but if they're talking about the effects of being a family within this industry, then Marlon Wayans, Abigail Breslin, and Lynn Shea fit the bill perfectly. But that was sort of shoehorned in at the very last minute, I thought. So you're wondering, why are they here for the first yeah. hour and 20 minutes? I could almost see that connective glue with Lynn and Marlon. What's the family connection with Abigail? Her brother's an actor as well. I guess he's not a famous actor. Ooh. Yeah, I know, like, when I first heard about this documentary, I was like, oh, it's going to focus on, like, her growing up, like, having a father that's been a part of this, like, franchise, and, like, actually living with, like, a Chucky doll, something, like, something along those lines. But, like, watching, I was like, so this is just pretty much, like, the history of Chucky. And like how it began and like all the ups and downs and how the like the the films came to be and then like towards the end that like the final act that's when we start getting the whole family perspective of the film you know honestly i didn't know what to expect other than from the cover art a unique perspective was going to happen because the cover art doesn't look like it was sanctioned by universal um, and 
again, for people getting creative, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But the, um, it just looked different versus like a documentary that is sanctioned by the studio and has backing. They'll normally have some iconic thing from the series in the cover art. And this was just the doll that anyone can get. And I, I forget the, I forget what it's called now. The horror website where you can get masks and stuff. Something moon. I, I don't wow. know. All right. Well then, I'm a bad horror fan because I can't remember. But well, when you find out, let me know because I want to know. It kind of looks like she could have got it from there. Obviously, her father's Tony Gardner, so she probably has a set used Chucky, actually. Um, but yeah, um, Devin, what was your initial impression? I went into this really blind. I didn't really know what to expect other than the title and, like you said, the, the poster, um, which didn't give a lot of description, which is fine. Um, but I found the film; it was enjoyable. It's it's definitely if you're a, if you're a fan of of the Child's Play franchise or any of the participants involved, you're gonna have a smile on your face at some point during the documentary. That's undeniable. Um, and it gives a very brief highlight overview of the franchise. And then towards the last back half of it, it becomes more so about the effects of show business and families intertwining. But so I didn't really know what to expect. Um, overall, it didn't really, the, the part that focused on the franchise didn't say anything more than you already knew. It, it sort of felt like a DVD extra. And the back half where they focused on the family, it also, it came out of nowhere. So it took me, it was a little jarring. It took a minute to adjust to the, to the change in tone that quickly. Mm -hmm. And then also became, well, how old is this documentary? Because <laughs> they haven't acknowledged the Child's Play reboot. They haven't acknowledged the Child's Play TV series. I didn't think they did. Well, that's they did for that. like a quick second, like towards okay. the end, they're like, Oh, they so we got this coming. movie, and then we got a series coming. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, oh, that's that's it. it. It feels out of place, I guess. If I, I guess if we had a hard understanding, a, a solid understanding of what this documentary is about, it would be fine. But it also feels really dated, too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, throughout the shooting, people's hairstyles drastically change. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely. Maybe she had trouble getting funding to keep things going or just lining up people's shooting schedules. Um, there obviously was a challenge there. Yeah. But I do think to your point, Devin, um, it finishes nice, but it is a little disjointed getting there. Yeah. I mean, no lie, I did end up taking a nap in the middle of it because I was just tired. <laughs> but like, yeah, like during some some parts of it, I was just like, eh, I mean, I, I kind of already knew about that. Or it just, it kind of just, it, it felt like it was taking a little while for it to, for it to get its, like, its momentum. I'm like, okay, so what's this documentary really about? Like, I know I, about Chucky, like, but... 
where's was where's Kira? Where's she at? Yeah, I think maybe you kind of hit the nail on the head. For for a fan of the series, you're not going to get anything out of this. This is more like a love letter to my on-screen family. Like she grew up yeah. watching all these people interact, uh, which is great. But again, like when you have El Lorraine pop up on screen, and it's like. She was in a horror movie. I don't think people know who she is. Um, and again, uncredited appearance. It's like, why was she brought in to talk about this franchise? And it's fine if you have your friends come help out or whatever. But like when those moments happen, you're just like, okay, what's going on here? Who is that? And I think yeah. that that's what keeps it feeling like a DVD extra and not a fe- uh, feature length documentary. I feel like maybe if it was titled something different, then I would have like res- like I would have been like, oh, okay. So it's see, not really it's not really about living with Chucky. See, I don't even know if that would have helped because again, I'm not even sure what this was about. The first half is is like breaking down the franchise of you know one through seven. And I and I like that part. I was like, okay, so they're going into depth about each movie. But even then, they didn't like. It was still. It felt like you're reading the back of the DVD cover. Yeah. Like this is everything we, we know. All this. Like there was nothing yeah. behind the scenes. Nothing that told us. Like, you know. And I understand your. It's an independent documentary, and resources are extremely limited. And you know, everyone's schedules all over the place. Um, it, but it, like you said, it feels like a home video that we're watching, and you know. <laughs> It depends on how you feel about watching other people's some videos. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would like to see a behind the scenes of like maybe a, a director's interlude or um, like intro. Yeah. Like, where was Tom Holland? Who directed the first one? I was he in it? Did they show him? They talked about him. I don't yeah. remember him actually being on because it. that was the whole issue with his involvement with the first film and like so like again like if this was a documentary documentary like that would have that was important with the franchise. But whatever, but yeah, yeah it, didn't, it didn't really go into like the whole drama of it. It would have been interesting if she would have got uh, Alex Vincent and Justin Whalen in the room together. Fuck yeah. Because, <laughs> like, Alex even says at some point, like, they've never met each other. No. How and I didn't know that was like, oh, go ahead. How does Justin Wayland feel about the franchise? Does he speak about it at all? Or does anybody ask him, I guess? Is he still around? I mean, I not like that. Like, is he still. <laughs> That's he's still on the like, earth, yes. Say, so has anybody asked him, like, where he at? I don't think he's active. I, I, don't, I don't think he's actively acting. Okay. I think. Yeah, let's look. I'm, I'm looking it up. Yeah. Okay. Because the Cause... last thing I remember seeing him in was uh, Dorm Days. The, like the crappy National Lampoons thing. Oh, poor guy. Oh, he's a I, former I, actor. He... What's that? He's a former actor and teacher. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's doing something better. All right, good. So, sorry, sure. Students ask him. 
His last film credit was Off the Ledge. Uh, I'll try to think. I'll try to see. Oh, good for him for going into education. He, oh, yeah. He's a social studies drama teacher and administrator at the Learning Castle. La, okay. Preparatory. Oh, an exclusive school in Los Angeles. See, I wish he was a professor at UCLA teaching classes on John Waters. <laughs> and why we never got a serial mom, too. Right? I'm going to serial mom, too, but I'm glad we also... I'm also glad we didn't at the same time. It's a Large, after after this episode comes out, serial mom, too, electric boogaloo. <laughs> no, it's going to be Amazon Prime, green lights, serial mom, <laughs> adaptation. <laughs> I Cereal would be okay with that. Musical. Now, if, I would pay money to see that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I, I, not 100% positive, but the most impactful film, John Waters film that I remember seeing was Serial Mom. Like, I would have never saw Pink Flamingos um, otherwise. Did he do Hairspray? Crime Baby? Mm-hmm. I don't okay. know if John Waters directed Hairspray. Yeah. yeah. That was my first John Waters movie. Ricky Lake. Yeah. Okay, well then, see, that's what I said. I don't know what came first, but most impactful. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. And Divine. that movie came. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got the musical. Well, yes, I mean, Great filmmaker in general. Uh, and I'm glad he could be a part of this Child's Play franchise. Or I guess you call it the Chucky franchise now. I don't I don't know yeah. if Universal is still being complicated about who owns Child's Play. It's crazy how some of these companies, companies get like all but her over names. But like, see, that's something I would like them to explore. Like, why didn't they go into why after three we had to drop Child's Play and now they're just something of Chucky? Yeah. <laughs> what made Don Mancini start taking over as the director for the franchise with the number five? Like, there's a think, lot that was missing. Yeah, Don Mancini's taking the helm of the franchise is pretty pivotal to the whole franchise even still being here. Yeah. And uh, it would have been great if they did talk about it. So, again, I felt the, the documentary, it was it was for diehard fans only, I believe. It didn't really offer anything new about your acknowledgement of the series. Um, you're watching, in my opinion, you're watching much of home videos. And not to dismiss any of that, because it was actually impactful to see uh, Fiona Dorov and, um, and the director actually form that connection because their fathers were so involved in the identity of, of Chucky and yeah. they never really met each other as children or they had very little acknowledgement of each other's children. So that was good. But again, it felt like you're watching a home video of other people you don't know. I know. I really like how they show how they did the the voice acting part oh, and yeah. how like some of the lines were uh, were like improv. <laughs> Like the whole mm. rubber stain. I was like, that's classic. 
Yeah, it was very interesting. I, I guess the one thing that I took away from it is that Brad Dorf never went to set until Cult of Chucky. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that all of his lines would be recorded ahead of time, but I would have figured at least in the first Child's Play, um, you know, because he shot his death, mm-hmm. that he would have hung around a little bit, but maybe he was just so busy at the time. He is a good actor. He has done other things than just this. Well, and I do love how Brad Dorff and, and Fiona Dorff are also, are, they, they love this franchise and they love yeah. the characters and they love the fans. And that's that's also really appreciated. I don't, I don't think we, I think we kind of take that for granted as fans, like the, the artists who really love these stories, who have outside success. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Fiona Dorff. Oh, I love her. Yeah, they're not shitting on the franchise. They don't do a. They're not pulling a Rooney Mara or. (laughs) (laughs) Still mad about that. I don't like her. I don't either. Probably. I don't like her sister either. See, I love her sister. I don't know why. She reminds me of someone. I'm like, I don't like her. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Would you guys recommend this documentary? You want to go for our? I I don't know. Ladies first. So would I recommend? I would. Okay. I would recommend it, but I would not expect something. Oh. I mean, like what we pretty much was saying. Like I, I thought it was gonna be like one, like a different story. I thought it was gonna be more about Kira, like being a child of someone who's been part of this franchise for like her whole life Mm -hmm. and like her dealing with it. So I was kind of expecting more of that. But overall, I mean, I liked it. And I mean, and I I tweeted about it. I'm like, this made me love Chucky even more. Cause like like Child's Play was Uh like my, Child's Play was my first horror movie that I watched all the way through. It kind of helped me overcome my fear of horror movies. Oh really? So yeah, I, especially with dolls, I don't fuck with dolls. But uh, <laughs> so I have I, I have a soft spot for it. So I really enjoyed it, and I would recommend it. I just wouldn't. Ha- How would I say that? I would not have like high expectations. Mm-hmm. Just think of it as like a love letter to the franchise. Okay. Yeah, which which did you see? Um, which first? Which was the first installment you saw? <laughs> which was the what? Which was the first Child's Play film you saw? The first one. The first one. Okay. I really do think it is gateway horror for kids. I mean, even for me, Child's Play is the first film I saw, and there were so many kids that dress up as one of the dolls, and their parents mm-hmm. dress up as the dolls. Like it's. It's uh, transformative in that way that once you do see it, it becomes a part of you. Yeah, it's it's a franchise that has changed and adapted so so many different times. I mean, it's it's almost forty years old and it's still thriving. Jeez. You know, <laughs> and like I mean, there's something like none of the movies is an exact carbon copy of the previous one. They're all distinct in their own way. And I think that's that's part of why they have such longevity. 
And I just love Don Van CD how he was like, with, like with the whole character of like Glenn and Glenn Glenda. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I always knew like I wanted a character that was a part of the LGBT community. Yeah. I was like, see. I love it. I, I, I love this that. Is, first of all, he's hot as hell. He but <laughs> I'm, also like, <laughs> I'm also like just appreciative to have an openly queer creator who's not afraid to be themselves and be bold until right, like not trying to change or conform to society's standards. Mm-hmm. And you know what? One more thing before. I wish they would have got Catherine Hicks. Yeah. Because I would have loved oh, to yeah. know like, like her experience on like being on this movie and then like playing Mary, not Mary, but Annie Camden on Seventh Heaven. But oh. Uh, because her cause husband you, was the director, right? He was the makeup artist, the head yeah. um, or special effects artist. Yeah. Okay. So we only got like 10 seconds of her being like mentioned, but it would have been nice to see her. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think she's ashamed of the franchise either. I don't think she's... She does some conventions. Yeah. Like, I don't think she's spoken negatively about the show, about the franchise. Although it would be interesting and if, there, if we do get another Chucky film to bring her back if she's willing to come. I don't know if she's not willing to come back or what, but it would be cool to see her and Andy reunited. Do you think we could get another Chucky movie or there might be too focused on the series? I think we'll get a movie after the series. I feel I don't see the series going for like 10 seasons. I could see like a solid three to five seasons. I think back. next season has to be the last season. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it going forever. And then I think they're going to back to movies after that. Yeah, I feel like you know, like Andy got his revenge, right? He grew up, he can outsmart the doll that, that's plagued his childhood. These kids are growing up right before our eyes. It's like, how many more times can they get duped by Chucky? <laughs> like, at some point, people have to be aware that there is a killer doll that exists. <laughs> for 40 years. <laughs> for 40 years, bitch. Like, come on. Travel from, you know, interstate. <laughs> right. That no one recognizes on site. He didn't got married, had babies. Like, come on. Yeah, credit cards. <laughs> like every good guy doll should be destroyed on site. At the like straight up. <laughs> what about you, Greg? Like, what do you like? How many? Okay, how about how about this? Hang on. How many freckles out of five? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what's the oh. scene? distinctive of Chucky. What's his main... You know what? Fuck it. How many Tiffany dolls do you give this one? Alright. Two and a half (laughs) Tiffany dolls. (laughs) What about you, Ash? Out of five Tiffany dolls, I would give it a two and a half. Yeah, me too. I give it a two and a half. Two and a half top Tiffany dolls. Have we ever all been in sync at the same time? No. No. <laughs> I just thought of that. It's a podcast first. <laughs> I think I'm starting to see the light because I, I'm usually like not in agreement with you guys. <laughs> uh-uh. 
Oh, Trigger Treat Studios. That's the name of the uh, website. Oh. Trigger, trigger treat? Trick or treat. Oh, trick or treat. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Trick or treat. Trick or treat studios. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, that's gonna do it. I think. Uh, this comes out on Screenbox in a week, or about ten episodes out. It should be on Screenbox. So, like, I, yeah. If you have the time, it's okay. Watch. I, w- I wouldn't go out of your way. If you're a fan of the franchise sure but if i mean mean like a diehard fan but if you're just a very casual viewer i don't think you're gonna get much out of this yeah all right well that's gonna do it say good night folks good night